Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting edition of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. He is Tim! I think I say that every time, Tim. Am I getting predictable? Um, no. (laughs) Liar. All right. Tonight, we are going to wrap up our coverage of Visions. I think we've all got a little Visions fatigued. Well, I do. I don't know. I I shouldn't talk for others. But, uh, yeah. And we're going to talk Star Wars in general. I, I also want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Marvel Universe. I know this is a Star Wars dedicated podcast, but let's be honest. Tim and I have a hard time staying you know, on any one topic for too long. So uh, I think we're going to probably talk a little Marvel, talk about the upcoming release. No spoilers. I've actually avoided the trailer for Spider-Man Far From uh, No Way Home. I got my tickets, though. And uh, talk uh, maybe a little bit about Hawkeye. I've seen the first two episodes. Tim, I think you've seen the first episode. Is that correct? That is correct. So no spoilers for that, really, either. Just talk about how we felt, uh, what we think. Um, And... Other than that, we're just here to check in on you, our listeners. So, uh, how you doing, Tim? Before we get I'm started, it's start. time for some rapport building. Now, I listen to a fair number of podcasts. And uh, Spotify's doing kind of this funny thing where they're doing an end of the year, you know, hey, what did you do in 2021 with Spotify? Um, and it's kind of funny because uh, it also does it for podcasters. So, depending on how you record, if you are a podcaster like Tim and I, um, it's kind of funny. It told us how many people, like, this is their favorite show, which is kind of neat. Um, <laughs> this is not my number one show, apparently. Uh, well, to, to be fair, it didn't say favorite. It said most listened to. Yeah, you could be sitting there listening to it going, oh my gosh, I hate this. Or it could be you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be weird. It could be you're sitting there like, I really can't sleep. Oh, I know what puts me to sleep. Where's that uh, Jim and Tim guys? They, That's right. That'll put me to sleep. Or I'm really, really, really angry because I'm sitting in traffic right now, and I really need to funnel this rage at someone. Light saber. I think I'll funnel it at Jim and Tim. That's right. <laughs> Turn the podcast on and just scream at your radio. I don't know. I you. I don't know what motivates our audience to listen to this. I really don't. Again, this isn't my number one podcast. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm glad you're there. I appreciate it. I enjoy doing this. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a little too early to be talking about the end of the year, but it is December. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess we should mention it's Thursday, December 2nd. So we're a day behind what's become kind of our established schedule of late, but man, we're heading into a busy season for Star Wars fans. Here we are. Ah, exciting too. Cause I gotta admit, as much as I love the Clone Wars, and I did enjoy Bad Batch, by the time Bad Batch wrapped, I was kind of done talking about it before it even wrapped, maybe. Which is weird, because I actually loved it. I love the characters and stuff. Um, but Mandalorian never had that issue. Every week was super excited. And of course, season finale for Mandalorian last year was one of the greatest TV shows I've ever seen. Um, and I'm hoping... Isn't there a new show coming out at the end of this month, Tom? Yeah, there's something coming out at the end of the um, month. I don't know that it's a show. I think it's a book. 
It's a book. Oh, oh, is it a remake of Hogan's Heroes? There's actually a bunch of people that I talk to, and if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you know, and I'm going to let you know now on December 29th when yeah. the uh, new Boba Fett book drops. It's called The Book of Boba Fett. It is <gasps> not a book. It's Ah, you it tricked is, me. It is, in fact, an eight-episode series. It's only eight episodes? I think that's what they said. Every time you tell me this, I, I'm surprised and saddened. Eight is not enough. Memory on this. The funny thing is, you know, that's probably approximately eight hours of content, and it's not enough. Not enough. It might be enough. But the story they're potentially telling... So... Where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the book of Boba Fett? Do you want to? Um, I think it's um, seven episodes. Seven. Uh, well, now you're depressing me. Stop it! Uh, all right, so let's do our our thing. Do we got any news? Um, do you have any you news? Are interested in Lego, um, especially in obviously the Star Wars sense, um, go check it out. Uh, just look, look up some Lego Star Wars. Just Google it. Google. And, uh, you'll see some pieces there because it's... Uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> you some, sound some... fascinated by it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's, uh, I have my other news up here and then something popped up that, that I hadn't seen. It. Anyway. Um, it, so it is. There's some really good looking um, stuff coming out soon. Um, so if you are into Lego Star Wars and you haven't gone looking for what's coming out new, go take a look. Because um, they look fun. They look Yay. Fun. Hmm. Is the app app one of the new ones? I've seen a lot of people talking about it, so I thought maybe it's a new no, app app there's, there's, I think there's a new ATST coming out. Yeah? Um, or, in, or in your talk, the ATS... Uh, are you one of those ATAT people? Um, I grew up that way, but I've I've converted. Yeah, it, it it seems to be an age you know identifier if you call it an ad at versus an ATAT. My my daughter calls it an ATAT. I call it an ad at. I've so always the, called the it problem that. is yeah we've always so, and I'm not much behind the original movies coming out. But when the original mo- when the original when the 1980 Empire Strikes Back came out, if you were at an age to get toys, the commercial said "add at." Oh, that that must be where I got it. The, yeah, the commercials, That's the original awesome. commercials for it say "add at." After that, nobody ever says it again. So, uh, well, that's not true. I just said it on our podcast, our international so- podcast. Nobody licensed says it again, right? Oh. They say Walker, um, and they say Walker for both, really. But when you know it as by name, you have the ATST, and then you have the ADAT, which for anybody who's just reading them by name is going to naturally take the ATAT and the ATST and say them similar. And that's where the discrepancy comes from. ADAT. 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 Speaking of ships, there are toys or whatever. Cad Bane, have you heard of this guy? Yeah. Do you know what his ship is called? His hat makes me think of Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat. Oh, good call. It's uh, yeah, because it's yeah, you know, most people think cowboy hat, and I kind of do, but yeah, it does look more like the Kung Lao guy from Mortal Kombat, and he throws that thing at people. I don't know that does Cad Bane. I don't know. He never throws his hat at people. 
Um, but do you know you don't know what his ship is called? I don't know. What I don't remember that. Well, forty-two years, well, forty-one years ago, one of the greatest movies of all time came out, and it was about a Greek muse. You remember the muses? Yes. The the the, the mythical creatures that inspire art. We get the word museum from this. Indeed. Well, this movie was about Greek muses return to our earth to inspire a young artist in L.A. to create a disco roller rink. Do you know the movie? I do not. 41 years ago, brought to us by one of the most beautiful Australians ever. And if you know Australians, you know in general, they're beautiful people. Um, I wonder what it is about Australia that breeds such beautiful people. Anyway... Olivia Newton-John, dude. Olivia Newton-John made a movie called Xanadu. Xanadu. And I've gone on record. Xanadu is pretty much the only uh, um, musical I like. The other one I like is uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> is that a musical? We've had this debate before. Um, um, I'd like to clarify that uh, Jim hasn't watched many of the musicals. I watched part of Hamilton the other day. Oh yeah, there's a good part story. of it, and um, yeah, not by choice. I haven't watched many musicals, that's for sure. Yeah, if you could not watch a historically based musical, Xanadu, as a as a United States historian to make I your do. basis on musicals, I'd appreciate it. I do like American history. Well, yes, and I like American <laughs> history too. So what I'm saying is. <laughs> Well, maybe yeah, one day they'll make a musical about the uh, War of 1812, and then you can understand. I don't like Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, and yeah. it, it's not because it's a musical. <laughs> so you know, it's hurting it's, your feelings it, about musicals when it's the, that's, that's not the musical. I've never liked musicals. Like Ever since I was a kid, I didn't like musicals, because I, I just there's something about that uh, disconnection. Of like, okay, it's, it's normal, it's acting, and then all of a sudden everybody breaks into a dance and everything. It's weird. Um, they, there's these hilarious videos now where they're like, uh, it's a music video or it's a musical, but they take the music out, and they did this with Grease. To me, that's what it's like in my head. Like, the music is in their imagination, so it's just a bunch of people running around, like, snapping and making noise. But in their reality, there's no music because that doesn't happen in reality. I don't know why. Like, I can watch movies about zombies and be totally fine. But as soon as someone starts singing, I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> I don't know why I'm this way. I Which is really why. funny because your your co-podcaster <laughs> will just randomly... Well, you'll break into song. But I'll break into song about random crap that's going on. And... But to be fair, it's a, it's a, it's, it's hallucination in my own sense. It's not a mass hallucination where everybody it's hears it and is dancing along. As in the shows. Cad Bane's ship is called Xanadu Blood. And it is one of the cooler ships in Star Wars, if you ask me. Um, I was listening to uh, Star Wars in Character, the show that I, you know, I love that show. Not child appropriate, but hilarious. Um, and like our podcast, they tend to wander around on subjects. But uh, one of the guys said that. And I was like, how did I never know that was the name of uh, Cad Bane's ship? But I didn't. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it's called Xanadu's Blood, and uh, sweet. Yeah, I hadn't paid attention to it. Hey, on your uh, Unwrapped, yeah, what was your what was your minutes listened for Spotify? Oh, uh, I don't know. 
but I <laughs> so I look um you will never in a billion years guess what Spotify said my number one song I listened to is. First of all, my number one podcast was The Leftovers, the TV show The Leftovers, uh, the the entertainment podcast by Bald Move. Bald Move is a fantastic entertainment podcast if you want to listen to something other than Star Wars. Um, they did do some Star Wars coverage that was, I hate to say it, really weak. They clearly aren't like Star Wars like devotees like we are, but they are really intelligent guys with great insight about stuff in general. So my number one podcast on Spotify was actually the leftovers bald move production. Um, (laughs) my number one song, (laughs) I don't know if I should say this in public. Uh, sail away, sail away, sail away. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. It's Caribbean blue by Inya. (laughs) now you gotta understand something about jim jim's favorite bands top three because it depends on your mood are blind melon the police and tool with uh rob zombie being up there and uh bands like faith no more um (laughs) but my number one song i listen to but there's a reason for this tim there's a reason I don't use Spotify to listen to music. I use uh, YouTube Music, um, which used to be Google Music, I think. Uh, And I just kept going. Huh? I said you shouldn't, but keep going. (laughs) I like it. It it has one of the best predictive uh, music sets. Spotify never gets my predictions right, so I stopped using it. Like, it'll say, well, if you like uh, Rob Zombie, you're going to love, I don't know, uh, something bad. You're gonna love Winger. Um, I'm like, what? No, I no, I won't. Um, but whereas YouTube video, uh, YouTube music, it's like if you like this music, then you're gonna like this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hadn't heard that song in 20 years, and yes, I love it. This is awesome. So I, I've kind of fallen in love with uh, YouTube's predictive ability. Um, that having said, why is Zinnia my number one song on Spotify? Because it is my uh, it's my wake up alarm. In the morning, when my phone wakes me up, because uh, I'll fall asleep with one earbud in, and because I don't want to wake up my wife, and I I get up early, and if I if I sleep long enough for the alarm, I usually wake up before the alarm. But um, so every morning my phone plays "Sail Away, Sail Away" because it's it's nice. I'm just gonna say it, Tim. It's nice to wake up to Enya. Okay, okay, okay. Can we be real so- for a minute? One of the women who sang with Celtic Woman, her name is Haley Westenra, um, put some oh, albums out after she was done singing with Celtic Woman, and a couple of her songs were what my alarm was forever, for the same kind of reason. Exactly. It's nice. Yeah. It's soothing. You're not mad yeah. at the world when you wake up to that, because I'm yeah, kind of mad at the world anyway. Singer. Right. It kind of starts. Um, so I'm a little bit different than, than Jim as far as my um, everyday go-to um <laughs> It's not Enya. Well, no, no, well did you hear Enya. she she did have it's a uh... closer to Enya than it is to to the others you named, um, <laughs> and I love that stuff. Um, we'll talk about uh, where I get my access to to Jim's favorite genre of music in a few minutes here, Gordon. Um, yeah, but, you know I like a lot of the uh, older stuff, forties, fifties, crooner stuff, um, some jazz music. My yeah. top genre on Spotify was was soul music, um, and along with those 
you know, those those crooner types is Michael Bublé. So he was my top artist this year. Um, nice. I, on Spotify, pulled a little over 32,000 minutes, um, which works out to roughly 22 and a half days of music. That's, um, wow. I wonder what uh, mine was. And, and one of the nice things is, for, for my listening with this, because I know a lot of people have, you know, minutes listened kind of up there. I fall asleep usually listening to a TV show, not listening to music. Yeah, um, I do that a lot too. So these I are can't, I can't fall asleep listening to music because I listen to I get to I get into music. Exactly, so that's, it never puts me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what happens here, and so this is this is listening. This is stuff that I have on. And, How many and minutes to. did you say? Uh, Thirty-two thousand. Thirty-two, good. Thirty-two point five thousand. That's ten times as much as we recorded. We recorded thirty-three thousand four hundred sixty-three minutes of a podcast this year. Oh yeah, three thousand four hundred sixty-three minutes. So if you're one of those people who has listened to our podcast this year, you've listened to three thousand four hundred sixty-three minutes of content with forty-six episodes this year. So well. My top genre this year was soul music, and yeah. uh, so I, I said my number one that. artist was Michael Bublé. You want to take a guess at the number two? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, no, I don't know. CCR, Credence, yeah, the Big Lebowski. I wouldn't yeah. hold out much hope for your stereo. I can or your Credence. Listen, I can uh, CCR. I can probably put on with just about any mood. Okay. I see a bad oh. moon rising. I like CCI. Um, I like Otis Redding more. But um, yeah, and Otis Redding is one of the big reasons that my top genre was soul. Because I, um, I, I would go on to Otis Redding that. and say, play they Otis Redding radio and listen to different stuff. Yep. Young girls do get weary wearing that same old tired dress. I love Otis Redding. Man, that guy died way too young. What was he twenty? Is he twenty? Yeah, I think he's twenty six years old when he died. Uh, crazy how how good his music, how much good music he put out at such a young age. All right, um, music is fun. that is that our Spotify talk? Listen um, to music, and while you're at it, listen to uh, this our podcast. certain point of view. Tell some other people, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your frenemies if you got those. Um, if you don't want to talk about it, just go on to wherever you're listening right now. Hit the thumbs up, the like, the plus, the five star, whatever. I'll tell you what. Send us some information. Maybe we'll send you a t-shirt. We got t-shirts now. We need to sell those, man. Okay. We design t-shirts and then we just kind of let it drop. They're cool t-shirts, too. Tim actually designed them. Um, I was impressed. I wore one yesterday. Uh, I wore one right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um. So, is that our news? Do we have more news? Do we? Uh. So, some news. Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about uh, Book of Boba Fett as part of content, not as part of news. Um. Well, I thought and, I had some more. Uh, let me see if I have something in my notes here because I thought I had they, something. Oh, big. I I do have some news. Um, the casting for Ahsoka. Did you see they cast the part oh. of? Saw a few things. Do you know where I'm going with this? Um, Ezra? No, um, that's not where I was going. Um, I was Sorry, going with 
Sabine Wren has been cast. Um, the who is that? Uh, so uh, we know Ahsoka's played by Rosario Dawson. Who plays? Darn it! What what is that uh, actor's name? Her name is. I don't have it. I'm gonna oh, have we've to talked Google about it. this. Tia Sakar. Oh, we, we did talk exactly about it. Tia Sakar. Sure, how to pronounce her name? I think. You're right. You're right. We did talk about that. Tia Sakar. <laughs> uh, the only reason I guess that was on my mind is because uh, she. Uh, um, I saw. I finally saw pictures of her. I guess, and I was like, "Ooh, that that'll be cool." <sighs> And of course, they cast. Um, uh, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. I don't know. I was going to say something funny about uh, the Katie Sackoff, uh, but I forgot the Mandalorian's name who she plays. The Duchess Satine's sister. Bo-Katan. Uh That's Katie Sackoff. Um, I love Katie Sackoff because I'm also a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. Yeah. Um, although I never watched Longmire, and she's in that. Did you watch Longmire? Um, no. Fair enough. Yellowstone is better anyway, apparently. Yellowstone's fantastic. Anyway. Really? Yeah, so I don't... Uh, Tia Sarkar is not news, and I thought it was, so but I'm that sorry. Might be, that might be wrong. Maybe she's the one that talks. Natasha Lou Bordizzo? Bordizzo? Does that sound familiar? No. What an article now. Live-action debut of The Mandalorian. While Bordizo is taking on the character of Sabine Wren. Ooh, I just looked it up and yeah, I see that too. Natasha Lou Bordizo. Skip and then Sakno is playing it says opposite. Natasha um I hear Sakno will play a newly created character. Nah, eh, we don't care about newly created characters. But the characters reps and... for Lucasfilm and really? Sakno and whoever this actress is Gave no comment. Would not talk about it. So that's good. I like when they do that. Because that means cool stuff like Luke Skywalker blasting up some robots in a dark hallway. Robots? Yeah. Alright. Um, so I guess we really don't have much news. At least nothing solid. So do we have countdowns? <clears throat> I feel like there's something um, coming up. There is something coming up. There's something coming up real, real soon. Alright, let's look at countdowns. Uh, let's see. In 27 days? Can you believe that? 27 days. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett will premiere on Disney+. Plus. And you know what? I'm going to take the day off work. December 29th, I'm going to just take that day off. Me too. Let's do it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I might take that whole week off. How about right. that? It's a little, little bold in my opinion, but uh, I'm not necessarily against it. Man, I work from home. I feel like I take every week off. I love my job. Have I told you how much I love my job? No. Really? Because now I'm going to tell you. I love my job. Oh, I work more than I used to, but I like it more than I used to. So, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's called folksy wisdom. Uh, so, 27 days till the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, a guy, uh, a friend of mine stopped by my house today. I was working, right? And uh, I had to do all these Zoom meetings. <laughs> and a buddy of mine shows up at my house. And um, the, the only downside about working from home is people act like you don't work at all. 
So it's always like, hey, since you're home, can you do this? Or they'll pop in on you or whatever. And it's like, no, I, I do actually work. Um, it's just really, really, really comfortable. Um, but yeah, so my buddy shows up and is knocking on the door. And I'm in the middle of the Zoom meeting. And uh, so my daughter was here. And I was like, hey, can, you know, like muting it. I'm like, hey, can you get the door? And uh, let's the guy in. And he's sitting there talking to me, and I'm, like, you know, doing the whole... I Like, I'm on camera, but I'm muted, and the camera can't see that there's people in the room, and I'm just like, get out, you know, I'm working. And uh, he's just sitting there like, why are you wearing a dress shirt and pajama pants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shh, get out, I'm working. And I was, I was wearing pajama pants. It was like two in the afternoon. Um, it's awesome. Anyway, my life is so hard. Why am I so soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. There you go. Yeah, Paul Simon. Um, what we are we doing? What are we talking out. about? Huh? We got some books coming out. I love Star Wars. Good. What books? Tell me. Um, we already had Thrawn, Lesser Evil come out. We had Queen's yeah. Hope come out. Ronan came out. What book? We got the Book so of Boba Fett, but that's not an actual book. book. Yeah, there's a reference book called Jedi Artifact coming. Um, there's a self-help book called Be More Boba Fett, uh, mm. which I think we talked about before. It's it's one of those some of these little self-help books. They're a little pricey. Be in more my Boba Fett. Be more Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, I um, like uh, Boba Fett, but I'm not thinking that that's going to be a life guide for me. I don't know. I'm pretty I don't excited think... about it. I uh, mean, it would we'll be a fun see. book, maybe, but I'm like, yeah, I like my life pretty good. I don't think I want to be thrown into a Sarlacc pit and. Than suffer so for... we have another High Republic <laughs> book coming out January 4th. Um, oh, yeah! That's the Fallen Star. That's the one by Claudia Gray. So we're... I was we're, faking it. Yeah, we're, we're back and forth <laughs> on that one. Um, and again, she wrote one of my favorite books, Lost Stars, um, with the exception of the, the one particular chapter in there. I didn't enjoy being in there, but... <clears throat> It's hard when you get kids and all of a sudden it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's that's all. They're not um, on the countdown, so they don't count down. Well, I'm still counting. All there is a new Mandalorian coloring book apparently coming out. Um, anyway. Ooh, I like color, Story color. of the Faithful Wookiee. No, no, no. Please, no. The illustrated Storybook comes out <laughs> January 4th. Uh... My guess is it'll be updated. It's probably going to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Well, that's because you're always positive. And I, I tend to be the negative Nelly of us. So there are a number of like young young kids' books coming out. Um, then we do have a, a hey, Daniel Jose older. Wait, wait, Tim. Before you go any further, some of our audience might not remember what the uh, Faithful Wookiee is. Where that originated. Even though we talked about it in our last podcast. <laughs> the Faithful yeah. Wookiee, I assume it's a reference to the original holiday special Absolutely. where the where Chewbacca went back to his home for uh for the the uh life day celebration on Kashyyyk. Um and that whole storyline was called the Faithful Wookiee, and it is notorious as one of the most bizarre introdu you know one of the uh, most bizarre installments in the Star Wars universe. Uh, that's me being polite and kind when I say bizarre. Because <laughs> it's 
Oh, it's it's not good. It's this is a positive podcast, so let's talk about something else. What so what comes out after the Faithful Wookie? Um, in February, we get another higher public book called Midnight Horizon, but that one's yeah. by oh, that's a young adult novel. Um, yeah, but that's by uh, older Daniel Jose Older, um, and that his stuff's been pretty good. We've enjoyed it. Um, what's next? I've got uh, my list of books here just to talk. Like these are the big things that are coming out. There's a lot of books. Um, there's one in here that's called a script book, High Republic, Tempest Runner. It says script book. That's script that I find book. strange. Um, if you are interested in a book that we've talked about a lot, Darth Plagueis. Love it. Um, by James Lucino, the Essential Legends Collection reprint. So that's yeah. coming. Um, as is Kenobi. Those are both coming out in April. Now we're on to April, so we've we've moved a bit beyond. There's other stuff to look at, but I gotta tell you, James Lucino. That's my favorite Star Wars author. I was listening to that book. We talked about this a uh, couple episodes podcast back about, uh, oh, this new book about, uh, <laughs> about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And you're like, yeah, that book's over 10 years old or something. Maybe older than that. Um, but he wrote that book. Fantastic book. Um, the writing is good. One of the well, problems there is another, is this... There is a Brotherhood book coming out. Yeah? By James Lucino? Uh... He's my favorite Star Wars uh, author. Um, more so than Timothy's on. I... Unpopular opinion. Kevin J. Anderson. Unpopular opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Zahn's writing. I didn't say Oh, you're... Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying Star Wars writers in general. Zahn is usually the guy everyone's like, oh, the guy who wrote the original Thrawn books and then wrote the new Thrawn books. Um, You see this a lot in the Star Wars community. People love the original Star Wars Thrawn books. uh, And I, I... Read them and I'm like, mm. and I love the reason I love Thrawn is because of Rebels. Have you ever seen Th- Rebels, Sam? Rebels is awesome. Rebels <laughs> is awesome. You know what else is awesome? Clone Wars. Yeah, I those continue. guys were in the army. Well, the I was in the army, um, and I ride a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> I ride a motorcycle too. You, we need to get yours fixed. You got to yeah. do some maintenance on that thing, man. Because um, I bought some new winter gear. I got a balikava. You know what that is? Uh, yes. Nice. I kept uh, telling my wife uh, I ordered a balikava, and she's like, you mean like the Greek dessert? I'm like, no. <laughs> she was kidding, but <laughs> I'm like, no, it's yeah. not the Greek dessert. Baklava? Is that the Greek? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Balaclava is the, the the neck gaiter thing that also you can pull up over your head, so like you can cover your face and, and head and neck while you're on a motorcycle, or if you're committing illegal acts. Um, yeah. Uh, and I got uh, new thermal underwear, and I'm debating on the heated gloves. I think I'm going to have to pay and get the heated gloves, because that's, yeah. Hands get cold on a bike, man. <sighs> what are we doing? Oh, I'm about to. So, if you want, if you if you are listening, you've probably seen the cover art for our uh, show. It's my motorcycle. It's my old motorcycle. It's a '79 Yamaha XS650 that's got a custom paint job that I did. Thank you very much. Um, and it's red with the with the uh, rebel symbol on it. Um, and it's called Red Five. Um, 
and I'm selling that bike. So, uh, hey, if you're interested, hit us up in the show notes. You can leave us a message um, if you're interested in buying the bike. But uh, it's it's in it's beautiful condition. It's a fully restored bike. But I am going to sell that one because I've got my Harley now. And uh, I like my Harley. It's just so much easier to ride and faster and bigger. And Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, I think we're talking about Mike Chen. Mike Chen will be the author of uh, the Brotherhood book that's coming out. Yeah. So if you want a chance to win a 79 Yamaha XS650 that is a custom Star Wars paint job, gorgeous bike, just look at the cover art for our uh, podcast, then you need to send $5,000 and you'll have a chance to win this bike. Not a good chance, but, I mean, you never know. I accept Venmo and Cash App. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. So, we got... Is there anything left on the countdowns? Because Rogue Squadron's canceled. What else has Kathleen Kennedy canceled lately? Um, She can't cancel Celebration. Oh, that is some news, too. Kathleen Kennedy's contract was renewed for another three years. Uh Uh-huh. So, we never talked about that. Um, people, she, she's somewhat controversial, I guess, in the Star Wars community. In general, I, I got no problem with Kathleen Kennedy. A lot of people do, I guess, because the sequels are kind of, you know, real mixed bag. And I've, obviously, I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. She let but The Last in Jedi general, happen, right? That's an issue. And <clears throat> say that again? I said she let The Last Jedi happen. That's the big issue. Yeah. And in general, though, I mean, she also, Mandalorian, um, Book of Boba yeah. Fett, and I, Bad and I Batch, say this, and I, last I season of Clone Wars, um, that I'm not going to push any of our, our listeners away, um, oh. I, and we're not big fans of The Last Jedi, you know that, um, but I honestly not. think that a lot of people who have the the beef with Kathleen Kennedy is no. just about Last Jedi. Um, a lot of stuff that I've read, I think just so sounds too. like, it just sounds like, well, that and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but Rise of Skywalker was a cleanup act. I mean, there's it wasn't it great, was. but it was it was, a and it act. is like, better than Last Jedi, no doubt. Right. So the the problem is, so many people started bashing on all things Star Wars and all things Disney, and it all came from a dislike of that one movie, and it wasn't actually right. their dislike of of the thing they were talking about. Oh, I, I can't stand this show. It's Disney's ruining things. There's never any support. There's never any backing up what they're saying about how Disney's ruining it or what they don't like. It's just they just say, oh, it, it, Disney Star Wars is terrible, so I'm not going to watch Bad Yeah, Batch I've seen Clone a lot Wars of that lately. Like, all that stuff. And there's no reason behind it. It's like Solo. When people didn't go see Solo in the theater and now they've missed it That's because they were mad movie. about Last Jedi, I'm like, you, you missed a great movie. And I got people to go watch it. Um who were like, I don't really think I'm going to go watch it, because Last Jedi was... And I'm like, it's not Last Jedi, go watch Solo. Go to the theater before it's gone. They went, and they were like, I'm so glad I went to see that. Of course you were. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We agree. I, Last Jedi I like Solo a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. I love um, Solo. So I was is Rogue One a Kathleen Kennedy thing? It is, isn't it? Um, or was that before her? No. Well, either way... It was. If it's Kathleen Kennedy, then wow, that's that is up there with Empire for me. I love Rogue One. Yeah. Um, I I just I can I just you can. tell you a little confession here, Tim. I love Star Wars. Why? I love Star Wars, man. <laughs> I'm one of the, Star Wars is pizza. 
Bad pizza's still good. You know what I'm saying? I just like talking to Jim. I don't really enjoy Star Wars. I'm just <laughs> The only way he'll talk to me is if we podcast about Star Wars. So, fine. I went out and watched every movie and read the comic books and the novels and watched all the series. And I don't even like it that much. <laughs> I developed a time machine and I went back. The irony so I is... I had time to watch it all. Irony is, Tim, I don't like it either. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> Rebels is awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. So if you haven't noticed yet, we're kind of losing all form. We're just talking. We're free flowing. We're going with the flow. So let's kind of get back on track. But we're going to do it by going to commercial. And we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to hear from Gordon from the Riff. And then when we get back, we're going to get down to brass tacks that's an expression right and talk star wars but here is gordon from the riff hey this is gordon from the riff radio show podcast a radio show dedicated to the music of generation x we release a new show every monday wednesday thursday friday and saturday and we play music from the 70s 80s and 90s and we take your requests and unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show i always put your requests on our saturday morning all request episode all you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song the riff is only available on spotify so head on over today and subscribe the riff only on spotify all right and as always that's gordon from spotify uh, from the riff on Spotify only on Spotify, and I'd be curious to hear his uh, his Spotify wrap up year in review. Oh, that would be interesting. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised that. Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess it only showed my top podcast. It didn't show all my top podcasts. Um, sail away, sail but away. the uh, the riff is definitely up there because anytime I'm interested in that genre of music, that's I just go click on the riff. You know that like, I don't. I'm genuinely shocked that the riff wasn't my number one Spotify podcast. Because, like I said, I don't listen to Spotify, but I went ahead and got a subscription to Spotify just so I could listen to Gordon's entire podcast. Because if you don't have the subscription, we talked about this before. It just plays a, I think, a thirty second or even less bite of the song yeah. that he references. But if you have the premium subscription, you hear the entire song, so it's like a regular radio show. Um, the single premium subscription or the family premium subscription? I don't know. I guess family, because my daughters use it. I think. I don't know. But now that I think about it, there's no way that... That thing's got to be wrong. Because I listened to the Leftovers podcast like earlier. Yeah? I was gone. I'm back now. Oh, hi. Um, I, I talked to myself so much I didn't I didn't notice. hear the answer to my question. Did you hear my question? Oh, yeah. Your question was, do I have a family subscription? My answer was, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just give them money, and then I listen to Gordon's entire show. The reason um, I say that, um, and I know no so way. many people use things like Apple Music, but the single subscription to Spotify every month is 10 bucks, and the family subscription to have up to, I think, six people is 15 Oh, I'm glad we're family. Give me so the they password. get their own stuff, and then they can, you know, Give me not the mess with. Well, Give I have a lot of people in my house. <laughs> so you many. do. You keep making more. 
It's good, but there's so many. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm calling baloney on this because there's no way the Leftovers podcast, as much as I love Bald Move, and I do, because those guys really do a great job of analyzing. So a show like The Leftovers has a lot of deep meaning to it. There's a lot of nuance to it. Uh, Westworld's the same way. And they're a great podcast if you want to like hear the secrets behind the writing and hidden meanings in the show and stuff. But I I watched The Leftovers years ago, rewatched it earlier this year, and listened to just a few episodes of that podcast. But I listen to the riff like all the time. Like all the time. So there's no way that the riff is not my number one podcast on Spotify. That's just not possible. It is possible that the riff is listed different. Maybe each episode shows up as a different no, it's. I mean, well, I don't. I don't know how they would do that. Not even. Why would that, the leftovers just, not work that way? I don't know. Does the leftovers pull any? I mean, does the leftovers pull music like that? No, it's just That's two what guys I'm saying. talking so about because, the leftovers. Right. So because he's using the music service as part of the podcast, I wonder if that actually impacts how his podcast is specifically registered with them. It's I'm not a ask. standard podcast. It's a Spotify specialized podcast, so it's different. I'm going to ask Gordon what because I would say that should probably that well, there's a good chance that would be mine as well because um, I listen to a lot of music. Um, yeah. I like listening to podcasts. Too. Um, you know, people on Twitter know that when I listen to any Star Wars podcast or, or other podcast, I try to go on and give little details about the episode and share what I've heard. Um. I listen to, uh, huh, yeah, there's no way that, yeah, that that The Leftovers is the most listened to podcast for me on Spotify. Typically, I use CastBox, but I don't don't like CastBox anymore. Um, I don't know why I ended up there to begin with. I mean, do you use CastBox? I know you did at one point. I did for a little while, but I didn't like them either. Now now it's commercials. He doesn't like you. It, he doesn't like you either. Um, meaning, like, I if know. I pull up my Castbox um, app, it has an ad, and you got to wait until it like goes through, and then hit the little X to access your podcast. And I'm like, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Now, there's no, you don't have to pay any money uh, like you would for a premium subscription to Spotify. But I mean, you can access podcasts without a premium subscription to Spotify. So I I don't know I. Yeah, but you oh, I mean, Castbox. Castbox hosts our show, so I probably shouldn't be so negative. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's not like we pay them to host it, though. So I, I don't know. Anyway, what? Let's talk Star Wars. Some. Let's. Uh, so we did our countdowns. We did our ad for the riff. Now we are going to talk Star Wars. We need to wrap up visions. And uh, I speaking of podcasts, I. So we got two more episodes, right? We got, uh, what is it, Lop and Ocho, which was episode eight. And we had um, episode nine, which is called Akakiri. I I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't really like either of these episodes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had different opinions. Well, they're 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 okay. Let me be let me be more clear. Um, they're as far as a show to watch, a short you know 
episode of something animated. Lapanocho's good. Akakira, not not as good, I don't think. Neither of them felt Star Wars to me at all. And that was my problem. Um, they don't feel Star Wars. They feel like, uh, I don't know, they... Lop and Ocho just feel anime with lightsabers, and not even a lot of lightsabers. Um, and Akakiri feels Kurosawa, Japanese you know, stories, which I like Kurosawa, but it doesn't feel Star Wars at all. Again, it just feels like, oh, this guy's got a katana that happens to be a laser sword. Um, so, what I, I, I've been thinking about this. Ninth Jedi is my favorite. And I think the reason why is because it is Star Wars. And we talked about that a lot. Uh, Elder is right up there with Ninth Jedi as far as my visions, which ones I like best. And again, it's there because you and I have talked about this a lot. It's Star Wars, right? Um, it feels Star Warsy. Neither of these episodes felt Star Wars to me. Lapanocha just felt like somebody was like, oh, you should watch this anime. And I did. And I was like, eh, it's got a furry in it, dude. You know what that is? Yeah, but it had it has a Star Wars like you uh, can't a Star Wars say that. furry. That's the same thing as saying that 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 Chewbacca's an issue being in Star Wars. No, it's not. A uh, furry meaning like in the pop culture reference, meaning that you got this bunny type creature that people now kids apparently dress up like and hiss at each other or something. I don't know. And apparently, yes, I'm not. I'm not. They... I'm not saying you should do this. I did not do this. But apparently, if you do an urban dictionary lookup of the word furry, it's even weirder. It, it is adults who dress up as animals and stuff. I don't know. Oh wait, there was an episode of uh, was it Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it has. It, it's not this my thing. A, There's nothing. This is nothing a wrong with in it. Star Wars from a different planet. It's a rabbit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so negative. What? Tell me. Tell so, me your thoughts on it. You, you heard why? Right. I, what my I'm negative was? Let's more in the, talk in to the, me. Talk to me, Tim. Um, well, and obviously the positive, but in the in the Star Wars sense. Um, yeah. So first off, the older sister who turns over to the Imperial side, which is um, Ocho, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Ocho. The she um, so turns turns bad thinks she's doing it for the good of her planet yep um but becomes blinded by it almost sith style yep um becomes blinded by it to the point that she's willing to hurt those closest to her yeah because she thinks she's helping the planet and there's probably a bit of um power hunger in there too but it always starts it's that um evil comes from thinking they're doing the right thing um, right but with a, a twisted mentality. In this case, twisted view, by the, the Empire. Jedi are evil. Yeah. Yeah, which is what the Empire does. Um, and they yeah. did a really good job of that here. So bringing that Imperial sense into it was, was definitely there. I liked the conversation of the sense of family um, I with the passing down of the lightsaber. I did like um, that. Yeah, because the younger one, who's not the true successor, um, nor the blood relative... Yes gets the lightsaber handed down um it was a neat way for you know something that existed in the imperial times to be passed down even though lightsabers weren't a common thing anymore because i think they were essentially outlawed along with the jedi right they were all taken from the temple and destroyed um 
and systematically collected and destroyed. So it was, it was a neat little touch there. Um, the droid wasn't too obnoxious. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, too obnoxious. The droid was a little obnoxious. That's Star Wars. The yeah. lead um, Imperial guy did kind of look like the Joker. Um, that bothered me a little bit. But, like, he... It just looked like I didn't. I didn't actually put that together until he said it. But okay, I'll tell you one He's thing. Actually, I... got purple on his eyes and green on his ears to just uh-huh. finish up the animated Joker. Yeah, he just looks Mark like Hamill. Oh, you know something yeah. crazy I heard? <clears throat> I didn't realize this. So the voice of Palpatine. I'm sorry, this is a total like non sequitur, but it's Star Wars. Uh, the voice of Palpatine in some of the episodes of Clone Wars. I never knew this. Tim Curry. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think we talked about that. I don't Did remember. we? Because Tim Curry's one of my favorite actors. Um, not Rocky Horror Pictures. I mean, I like Rocky Horror Picture, but um, Tim Curry from Legend, one of my yeah. favorite characters ever. Um, so, but Lapinocha, you'll like this. And we we just watched uh, Home Alone Two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and him in that movie, it's just. I, I can't imagine anybody else playing that 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 part. And as much as I couldn't follow it because I hadn't seen the first one yet. <laughs> I'll say this about Lop and Ocho. So, bottom line is the story is uh, Ocho and her dad are on this planet that's beautiful, and the Empire comes in and is like, "If you work with us, we're going to help you." And it ends up, you know, after years of this, the plant, the Empire's just taking the resources. Ocho buys into it though, and she's the heir to this like, you know, strong, quiet type dude who uh, turns out has a lightsaber and stuff. I'm not real sure if he was a Jedi or why he has a lightsaber, but anyway, what I do like the message I do like here. So Lop is kind of this runaway. That's the rabbit-like alien. Um, this runaway that they end up. Ocho talks her dad into adopting Lop, um, and then years go by. What I did really like about this episode was something you've already kind of hit on. Lop turns out to be the true heir to this guy, um, <clears throat> whose name was Yasaburo, actually. Um, and Yasaburo is kind of the strong, silent type uh, guy. I like that a lot. That they reinforce this idea that family is not necessarily blood. Um, family is family. And Lop proves to be the true daughter of Yasaburo, whereas Ocho kind of sacrifices everything her father believed in because she thinks the Empire's right. Um, so I do like that aspect of adoption is... There's a there's a real there's there's a bond in adoption that in some ways is I, I don't want to say more powerful than blood but it's every bit as powerful. Um, I, I love this. I, I did love that part that um, just that that Lop was the true heir, um, even though was not his natural daughter. Anyway, I like that. I thought that was yeah. cool. Yep, same here. Um... Absolutely, but I'm, Absolutely. yeah. So, um, and that was that was my big thing with that one. You know, it was it was a nice story. It did feel Star Wars. It felt a little bit more. Didn't it? Me. It felt well, a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I the style of the show felt younger. It did, but it the did. concepts of the show very much were not. And I think that's where some of the 
some of the disconnect comes from. If you don't watch a lot of anime or animated shows, with some of those that are more, and I know you watch some animated shows, um, yeah, that are that are meant for adults, yeah. But the style of anime, uh, this style of anime, lends itself toward a children's viewing where the concept and the content in the show did not. Um, it could certainly be watched by kids. I don't know that there's anything in there that's so bad, you know, that kids couldn't watch the episode. Um, yeah, I don't recall. Anything. But the, the, the issues definitely go deeper than the kids are, are ready for. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I liked, like I said, I liked that story. Um, I wish there was a little bit more of the turn, you know, to go bad. Um, well, again, that's, that's of... true with all of these episodes. It's like, hey, there's some crazy stuff happening, and we could tell you more, but we're not going to right now, um, or maybe ever. So, I have another Tim Curry thing. Tell me. Because I didn't know this. Tell me. Um, so, you know how Mark Hamill was uh, on Batman the Animated Series? Yes. Do you know who else voiced someone on Batman the Animated Series? <laughs> At this point, I'm going to guess Papa Bear. Papa Bear's on. Papa Bear, what are you doing? Are you, are you going to answer us? Are you going to... Uh, no, but to answer Tim's question, I'm going to guess Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry. Uh, Tim, Tim Curry, Curry apparently famously voiced the Joker on Batman the Animated Series before being replaced by Mark Hamill. Well, Tim Curry's voice is absolutely awesome. Uh, that's that's so why awesome. his character in, uh, in Legends, which Legend is... It's a Ridley Scott film, first of all, but it's also a Tom Cruise film. <laughs> um, so it, on the one side, it has a Tom Cruise cheese aspect to it, but on the other side, it is a Ridley Scott movie, and it is visually one of the most beautiful movies. Um, the music and, and score, well, it depends. There's multiple editions of that movie. Um, but the American theatrical release, the music is done by Tangerine Dream and John Anderson uh, from Yes!, and the music is absolutely incredible, um, visually incredible. But Tim Curry plays basically the devil, and he's got so much makeup on and such a crazy costume. If you haven't seen it, Google an image of Tim Curry from Legend. You can't tell it's Tim Curry. So it's his voice that just resonates. It is it is incredible to hear him to to see and hear him perform that this role. Now in the movie, he's called Darkness. That's it's not called the devil, but um. So yeah, I, I would, Tim Curry has an incredible voice. Papa Bear, you there, buddy? I see you. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, Papa Bear. Papa Bear. I Man, I missed you. I've been uh, been yelling at the kids. They're just too loud. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. what makes that awkward is they weren't your kids. Well, I doubt them. <laughs> just yelling at kids in general. Hey, you youngins! Just quiet down out there. Just whoever, yeah. They were just they're, um, on my, they're on my yard. Whenever I see a kid, I yell at him. <laughs> Papa Bear. So sometimes yeah. we like to celebrate these artists. Um, he he voiced the Joker. Do you know any other clowns that uh, Tim Curry was a part of? Pennywise. There you go. He was the original Pennywise from It. And, of course, that was not a great rendition. I think the new version of it is better than the old version, but the best part of the old version was Tim Curry. 
Um, he was a great, scary, sadistic clown. Um, he's Tim Curry, dude. Papa Bear's here. Papa Bear, you missed it. We spent 20 minutes talking about... Um, Tim, Tim Curry, huh? Tim Curry. Yes, I'm a big fan. Like him in Clue. Uh, he is fantastic in Clue. Yes. Um, he is. All right, so we were wrapping up our Visions coverage. So we just talked about La Pinocho. I wasn't that big a fan, mainly because I think in La Pinocho, to summarize my feelings on it, it was more of just a kind of typical anime cartoon, which is not really my genre. There's some anime I like. Um, I'm still having a hard time identifying what makes anime anime. I guess if it's Japanese, it's anime. Um, I don't know. But um, I, I didn't think it was that Star Wars-y. Tim disagrees with me. Um, because, I mean, every story has, you know, people turn evil and other people be good. That's not unique to Star Wars. So, like, just because Ocho tends to go the way of the Sith does not make this really have a Star Wars feel to me. And especially since she wasn't really Sith, she was more like the evil person who's, like, kind of a stereotype in Hollywood of, I've decided making money and working for the big corporation is the is what I want. And the other person going, I decided that, you know, rural values and family tradition is more important. That's, that's, it's not, I don't know. It's not so much Star Wars as just kind of the, the typical story. What, did you watch Lachlan Ocho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the movie, um, A New Hope? Oh, yeah. It's about an evil corporation that tries to, that builds this giant, um, um, Walmart in outer space, and this kid from a farm blows it up. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Bear, did you watch? Uh, did you finish uh, Visions, Papa Bear? Uh, I mean, it didn't really keep my interest. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I was telling Tim earlier. I think, and he, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he kind of agreed with me. Uh, there might be some Visions fatigue going on. They By the time I got to once. the end of it, huh? They all dropped it once, and it was yeah. not a show that it was possible to truly binge because yeah. they were all different. So yep. I don't like the idea of dropping a show and binge watching it anyway. Like we've talked about that. I like weekly releases so we can talk about things. But a show like this, where every episode is so different, yep. you drop them all at once, and then you want to sit down and go, "Oh man, I want to watch." You know, I've got time to watch five episodes. You just can't. It's they're too different. They're too oh. out of the place to be able to do that with. So for them to drop them all at once, I really think was a big mistake. And, and I think actually kind of hurt what they were going for. I would um, agree. I agree. Uh, so, yep. I don't like waiting for stuff. <laughs> I'm not a patient person. I'm a mm-hmm. Inigo Montoya in that. Um, I hate waiting, but that having been said, visions would have benefited from, yeah, I think a weekly release. Uh, also, interestingly, I, when I was looking up the information for tonight's show, because I watched La Pinocho and then the last episode, Akakira, and I didn't really want to watch them again, so I was like, I'm just going to go find the synopsis. I found where Kathleen Kennedy had said, um, yeah, we're excited because uh, this was like a year ago or more. She's like, yeah, we're, we're releasing a 10-episode show called Visions. You see mm-hmm. a problem with that statement, Tim? Or Papa Bear? There's yeah. only nine episodes. Why did she say ten? Is it because once again Kathleen Kennedy canceled something? Dun dun dun. Or the 
production studio in that was supposed to do whatever missing episode there is. Hey, hey. Their deadline. Hey, hey. This is a Dave Filoni fan cast, not a Kathleen Kennedy fan cast. It's also what? a Sam Witwer uh, fan cast. What if Dave oh. Filoni is doing the episode 10 and he's going to release it next week? No, no, no. What, ha- no. what happens? Oh, Sam Witwer. No, Kevin Costner's doing. Ooh. <laughs> this is my post. This is my fan. post. Look fan. around, Lieutenant. There ain't nothing here. Um, no, uh, the Ninth Jedi was supposed to be a two-parter. I find that fascinating. Hopefully that means we might get something else about the Ninth Jedi in the same way that we might get more about the Duel, all, a.k.a. Ronan. Um, I, if any of these visions shows were to be expanded upon, the ninth Jedi is my, is my preference. I, I agree. That was my favorite one. Uh, mine too. The more I think about it, the that more the I look back. One. I think it was, um, with elder coming in second, but that did seem like it should just be the one episode. Um, they don't need more to that. Um, what if he comes back with like different legs, the old guy? <laughs> the question is why different legs he, his whole body just, disappeared <laughs> it's just his legs now just, yeah, you know, I'm like spider butt uh, like spider mall he just uh, chubs with spider butt spider butt um, last episode Akakira I really liked this episode really? I did okay. Um, okay. so <laughs> I'm going to say this before you get a chance to, to say your thing again oh it's so bad is, now I thought that this actually felt pretty Star Wars. Um, this, to me, this was an episode more like, and again, you have to watch it, try to watch it through the lens of the the style of, of storytelling that they're using, you know, the art that they're using, um, which I think is a lot of it. I think the art is some of it. If you're not used to watching this kind of art, especially with Star Wars, we're definitely not used to watching this it's hard to make the adjustment um, and, and bring it back into into what we know for Star Wars. So the Master and Padawan relationship I thought was good. Um, the concept of what they were looking for and what they were trying to do, um, that they sensed you know, a dark presence and had to go and try to figure out what it was. Um, so... My understanding is because I gotta admit I found this somewhat confusing. This is about a Jedi who basically is for has a vision of the person he cares about of him killing that person, and he's trying to figure out how to not make this vision come true. Yes, and then she I attacks think- him, dressed as a bad guy, and he kills her. I think it's her. Yeah. No? Am I remembering this wrong? But she didn't die. Well, they brought her back. Oh, because they healed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Um, that's know. happening. But I, I think the vision... I, I think some of, the, some of the strangeness here and what we haven't quite seen is that the vision was not clear. And I don't know that it was... I think he was experiencing the pain of doing the bad thing, but I think that it wasn't exactly clear what he was doing or why he was. Like, he didn't understand the vision. 
um, well, was, it's, was my interpretation of that. It does have that Anakin aspect of like, and we've talked about this on this podcast, like uh, can Jedi or I guess Sith or whatever. And when you have a forced vision, is that inevitable or can you change the outcome? Because obviously I'm chewing ice. That's a big part of, uh, let me finish chewing. It's starting to seem, it, it is starting to seem like the visions are what they're going to be. Inevitable. Um, you know, like when it came to Inevitable. going all the way back to Empire, when Luke leaves his training to go save Han and Leia and Chewie, he leaves because he had a vision of them in pain. He didn't have a vision of them dying, and that was one of the things that they'll die if I won't. If I don't, you don't. Right. That. So he says that you know they'll die if I don't go back, and he says even Master Yoda can't tell that. He's like. Yep but I can tell how badly they're being hurt. Like their bodies. Oh. Are, like it seemed to me like it was a, it wasn't a, he had a vision of them dying. He had a vision of them being tortured. Always emotion. He, he said, they're going to die if they keep being tortured like this, which makes sense. But he didn't actually have the vision of them dying. Just the pain. He didn't even ask me any questions. Um, and that I think is, is what we're getting out of star Wars is that force visions are, this is what's going down. Yeah, again, to you know, me, this seemed more like Greek tragedy meets Kurosawa, and there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't, but I want Star Wars. I want Star Wars, and I guess this is Star Wars, but I felt like by the time I got to the ninth episode of Visions, I maybe the fatigue had taken over, and I just was like, you know what? I just want to go watch Empire Strikes Back. Well, and I think <laughs> that's it. So I watched these two episodes um, just two weeks ago. I finally sat down and watched both of these. It I has, get like, it, like I said, it was not nearby the others. Um, and also keep in mind that all of Star Wars is heavily based on... Kurosawa, yeah. yeah. I, I know, and but, so comparisons, so especially what, with Japanese yeah, production companies, are kind of unavoidable. Um, right. But, I and, mean, K2SO. Yeah, so this one, I thought, <laughs> I thought they did a really good job. I really liked the character... <laughs> Um, it was one of those things where uh, here's something that's Star Wars for you. Um, the the master in this episode, as he was you know master. having these these force visions and going through master. this pain, like you always want these characters who are doing well to be like, oh, he's you know this character's going to be fine. He can do okay. He should be fine. We want him to be okay, but he's going through some terrible thing. It's like oh. Anakin. We knew it was going to happen with Anakin. We never wanted to see it happen. I remember. I remember. I was like, I don't want to go watch Return of the Jedi. Or not Return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah. like we know what's going down. It's going to be awesome, but it's going to be really, really horrible. <laughs> don't want to go watch this. You know, like, I remember having those thoughts uh, before Revenge of the Sith because there was, there was no question about what was going to happen. He's going to turn evil. Well, yeah. I'll give you this. You know the two guides that lead them through the mountains? Yeah. One of them is named Sinshu, and is played by uh, the voice actor, is a person named George Takai. Have you heard of him? I have. George Takai! It's Sulu from Star Trek. Um, the other one is a guy named Kamahachi, and he, in English, is voiced by, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right, Keon Young. You don't know who Keon Young is, do you? Neither of you do. 
Oh yeah, I do. Who? Um, I Doctor Quan. I don't. I don't. No, he's Storm Shadow from the original GI Joe series in the 1980s, the cartoon. Remember Storm Shadow? He was like the Cobra version of Snake Eyes, but he could talk. Oh yeah, I, I was. I was like, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I'm like, that's not Storm the guy Shadow. from the movies. He's not in shape at all. No, he. Well, he's <laughs> been around a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, how he's, old were you in 1985 or whenever GI Joe was a cartoon? I was probably like eight. I was 27, but um, okay, 85. No, I was 11. So. Yeah. So there's also a trooper in the duel, apparently. The duel. Trooper F. That means two. Um. So Jim the gives episode, the duel of visions. Huh? He Jim played. Gives... A, he was a voice actor for another episode. He was also in the Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, that's he was, a good game. He, he played the ghost. That's who I played. Have you ever heard of a show called uh, Star Wars Rebels? Rebels is uh, is pretty good. Rebels is, I would say Rebels is awesome. You um, would say that. Do you I remember was a character by the name of Commander Sato? No. I, I feel like I should, though. Yeah, you should. Which one was um, Sato? Commander Sato. Well, Commander Sato was voiced. By I don't remember guy. which one he was. Um, oh, since we're going to do meta actors, some I didn't realize until after we the... did our podcast. Did you ever, do, do you remember we, we watched The Elder and we talked about how much we liked it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you remember, yeah. Uh, uh, shoot, um, was it Elder? Yeah, it was Elder. Taijin? Mm-hmm. Taijin was the Jedi Master, and it was him and his Padawan Dan were out looking around. Dan, yeah, I remember Dan. Yeah, who did the voice of Taijin? Oh, 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 oh. I'll give you a hint. David Harbor. Ah, oh, darn! That, that was that was more than a hint. You know who <laughs> David like, Harbor is? He's the Red Guardian. He's the Red Guardian. That's correct. Yeah, um, and, but probably uh, more. Things. Yes, probably more famous for being uh, Hopper on Stranger Things. I love David Harbor. Um, to give you yeah. an idea of just how out of shape I am, my kids always tell me that I look like David Harbor. Uh, David Harbor. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering what does that gym guy look like, not only do my kids say this, but um, they're friends when they saw the Red Guardian. They're like, that looks like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I look like one of the less attractive Hollywood stars. You're a superhero. Um, you're a superhero. Um, well, that was my response. I'm like, I look like a superhero is what you're telling me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, an out of shape superhero who spent the last 20 years in a Russian prison. That's what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I spent the last twenty years in a Soviet prison. Um, okay, good. Commander good to know. Sato commanded the uh, Phoenix cell of the rebellion in the show The Rebels. Um, Sato. Part of that was the A wings, the Phoenix Squadron. Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, Rebels is awesome. Rebels is awesome. Yeah. All right, so, so that's our wrap up of Visions. Um, best episode, Ninth Jedi. We all agree. Yeah. Worst episode? Um, the brother-sister one. What was that called? Uh, that is the worst episode. The twins. 
Episode three, the twins. Um, yeah, that that, I agree. <laughs> Papa Bear coming in being all controversial. Yeah, you can have it. Um, <laughs> no, he. You know what? You won me over. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me, Papa Bear. I mean, I mean, no, all you had to do was I, say it. And now I'm like, he's right. I didn't. I didn't care for much of the uh, the bulk of the series. I didn't. Really um, it's a real mixed bag for me. The ones I liked, I, I, like the Elder and Night Jedi and I, the I Duel. Like, I, like I the really like the first liked. one. I like the Elder, and I liked uh, you know what's that? Ninth Jedi. I thought the one about the wedding was 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 okay. It was entertaining. It was pretty good. The Village Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, Toby T O B one. I. It, it was okay. There was a few things I liked. A lot I didn't like. Um, La Pinocho, didn't really care for. Akakira. Um, but in general, I'm glad Visions exists um, because the good is really good. Um, I Just for the Ninth Jedi alone, I'm glad that Visions exists. And, well, uh, I, yeah. I will say this. David Harbour. Yeah, with David Harbour. Um, with this series, and I think, honestly, I think if at some point, just some random point where you're like, I need to have 20 minutes and you sit down and you watch an episode of this, I think you'll enjoy it more than you did. Especially then, yeah, because I, um, yep, I watched all of them in one sitting, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't, it does not work for this kind of show. It doesn't, yeah. we talk about this, <laughs> it doesn't work for most shows. It really doesn't work here. Um, so I think stopping and sitting and watching one, and even if you're not fully attentive on it, because you know what's going on, but you just are kind of watching it while you're doing something, um, picking an episode up here or there, I think I think the series will age better than it than it um, than it intro than it came out well, debuted. I think it's going to age better than it debuted, and I think everything's going to work out a little bit better throughout the series. Um, that's just my opinion. Like I like the idea of being able to just throw on a twenty minute up fifteen minute episode of something. Um, you can well, always just do Rebels. Exactly, and Rebels is awesome. Or but if you're me, only... you can always just do an episode of Clone Wars. Right. The only difference is this is a this is essentially a full story in fifteen to twenty five minutes. That's true. You know, it's um, not a. It's it's just a once, not a because if I open up if I put on an episode of Rebels, I'm going to put on four. Yeah. Here's here's I think kind of a fundamental problem for me, and with visions uh, as far as the the concept behind the whole project, I I get the feeling that visions was designed to introduce Star Wars fans to anime, whereas I wanted something that was designed to introduce anime you know, fans to Star Wars, um, but I think that they definitely catered more towards like hey look how cool anime is then, hey, look how cool Star Wars is in an anime format. Um, because so many of the stories, yeah, were just like, this is what anime is. Um, well, we want to talk about real reasoning <clears throat> behind it. Yeah. There's a good I'm, chance that they're looking for which group did best. Yeah, I think and you're right. Then, this is a good test marketing kind of I mean, system. yeah. Like, you Let's can't... This, they this is like the a, anime cannonball run. <laughs> Yeah, and, a, <laughs> and I'm a, Dom DeLuise. That's a, that's a <laughs> and I've got an ambulance because if you're going to race across the country, that does make sense to steal an ambulance. 
I mean, think about it. You put to, you want to put together a focus group. You have yeah, they did it. You know, whatever million people watching uh, Disney Plus, and they got all these different things to make full episodes to not just give to the execs. They're like, yeah, make them. They look pretty good. Put them out there. Let's see which ones work. You know, this would actually, I think, be good for the podcast. When y'all are ready to record, let me know. And let's talk about all this on the podcast. I'm recording. We could dress up as priests and get a Ferrari. There's also that. Dean Martin. <laughs> and Sammy Davis Jr. And Sammy Davis Jr. Nice. Good. That's who I was talking about earlier. Tim's never watched Cannonball Run, have you? Oh, you got to start with Cannonball Run 2 first. Well, it's just like when style. I tried to watch Home Alone. That's how I watched <laughs> The Matrix. There's, it there's is a, how we watched The Matrix. There's, there's a third Home Alone movie. There's a fourth. Maybe a fourth. I don't know. There's a fourth. Does yep. one of them have Will Smith's kid in it? <laughs> That's Karate uh, Kid. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who, who plays the karate kid um does will smith play mr miyagi he does oh oh no pat marita plays will smith's son um what so visions is a wrap um what the ah, shoot what was it i want to talk about 21 jump street oh boy I've been binge-watching the show from the 80s, and what makes me really sad is how many people don't realize that that was a TV show. They think it's just the movies with Channing Tatum. But I'm going to say this, because i got to get this off my chest, guys. Movies? There's more than one? Yeah, there's 22 Jump Street. So, this show came out when I was in high school, and I loved it, and uh, we talked about this in one of our podcasts, because I've been binging it, and so it's on my mind. But what I didn't realize is how subconsciously I must have loved this show so much that I've actually still been pursuing it my entire adult life. Because I'm watching the show, right? And I see Johnny Depp, he was one of the stars of the show, driving a Suzuki Samurai. You know what the first car I ever bought was? Uh, a Suzuki Samurai. Oh. A Suzu- and guess what? Still, I still have my 88 and a half Suzuki you, Samurai. You, you gotta stop. This is not gonna end well for you. Well, then, <laughs> then... Oh, we keep going. We keep going. Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco was in 21 Jump Street. And his character drove a 68 Firebird convertible. Mm. Guess who also had a 68 Firebird convertible? Me. Okay, so you've gone gone to Grieco now. Okay. Now, Tim doesn't... I asked him this last episode if he remembered, or a few podcasts back, if he remembered my... If he knew me when... No, I asked about the other truck. Uh, Papa Bear, you probably remember the 68 Firebird. We knew each other then, I, I think. I remember both your cars. Well, so I mean, then, all, all your cars. then okay. I'm watching, and Peter DeLuise, the son of Dom DeLuise, Peter DeLuise was also a star in 21 Jump Street. He drove a 56 Ford F100. Guess uh-huh. what I used to drive? 79. Yeah. Ford F100. A 56 Ford F100. Oh, and that's, man, I'm really bad at giving, He's giving away all his passwords. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday, my anniversary, the my first dog's name, the street I grew up on. Um, how weird is that? I did not, none of this, well, 
I take that back. The 68 Firebird was conscious, uh, meaning when I saw that car uh, on that show when I was a teenager, I was like, one day, it will be mine. One day, oh, yes. will, I'm going to go full Greco. One day, I will go full Richard Greco, and I will have a 68 Firebird and a black leather biker jacket, and I have both of them. Um, well, I sold the Firebird, because I got to tell you, Firebird is like uh, dating a pretty person, you know, whether it's a handsome man or a beautiful woman. No matter how pretty they are, somebody somewhere is tired of them. That's what driving a 68 Firebird is like. I got to the point, I had that car daily driver for seven years, and I got to the point where I'm like, I can't, it, it breaks down all the time. And I like wow. working on cars, but I got to the point it. where I was like, no, no. Do you remember that car, Papa Bear? Yeah, I mean, it was breaking down all the time. But it was gorgeous. It, it was that electric blue with a white top, white leather interior. Very nice. It was a gorgeous car because it looked fully restored, but man, that thing broke down all the time. You don't want it on the Cannonball Run. No, although it would go fast in a straight line. Uh-huh. The Suzuki Samurai, not so much. Although that car still runs. I got that. I still, that's, of all those vehicles, it's the only one I still have. Um, I've had that car longer than prior listening audience has been alive. Longer than Tim's been alive, probably. Anyway, what are we doing? Well, uh, we got more Star Wars to talk. I think you've yeah, had it Star longer Wars? than I've been alive. Maybe. I bought it. Uh, and, uh, well, I bought it in 1991. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, a you're older. little bit older than Yeah, that. you're older than that, I know. The, um, the day after it was on 21 Jump Street, you went out. <laughs> the day after Johnny Depp was driving it, I was like, oh, I must possess that. And I also want that car. Um, <laughs> um that wasn't his main car. His main car was a 67 Fastback Mustang. But in one episode, he was driving a Suzuki Samurai. Uh, anyway, I, what are we doing? We're just talking about me and the cars and my weird connection to 21 Jump Street. That I mean, I'm trying to bring exactly up uh, doing, yeah. Cannonball Run. Star Wars, though. Let's talk Star Wars. Uh, Papa Bear, do you know the name of Cad Bane's ship? Because our audience does. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Think yeah. Olivia Newton-John musical from 1980 about a disco roller skating rink. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. Jeez. Uh, I'm a, oh, man. Uh, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, you better get it off because that makes it hard to talk. Shantaza. No. That's right. Like that. Chantaza is correct for a thousand dollars. Buckaroo Banzai. No. Oh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh man, what is I remember it? that movie. Zanzibar. No. Close. Uh, Xanadu. Xanadu. Xanadu is the name Xanadu. of Cad Bane's ship. Xanadu Blood. Blood. Xanadu Blood. Okay. So, oh, let's bring it back to Star Wars. Um, Book of Boba Fett. I don't want to talk spoilers or anything because I don't know any spoilers. Um, but some of the so some of the things that people are throwing out there, and again, this is not a spoiler because I don't know. Uh, they're saying supposedly they're going to reveal how he survived the Sarlacc pit. I saw that. Are y'all like interested he, in this story? I am. Like he's in a back to tank. Heard that. So, a <laughs> little bit of a spoiler. Um, well, I mean, we don't know if that's actually in it or not. This is all fan speculation. Yeah, I don't like speculation. I'm yeah. gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Jawas. <laughs> yeah, those Jawas you know are one thing for sure, known for though. being helpful. And that's well. That I mean, Boba they're gonna Fett's... pick up the wreckage. 
Um, but then they just leave him. Right, they are so going to want the wreckage of the barge. That makes sense, Papa Bear. You know, no, I, th- I think maybe they go there, they left. find Boba Fett with his armor, and he's like, I'll give you this armor if you get me out of the pit. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying what brings him there is probably the, yeah, salvaging anything they can from the, the barge. And while they're there, yeah, there's this beat-up guy in Mandalorian armor trying to, you know, survive. And, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good story. That, that would be a- probably passed out. He's probably busted up, and they take his armor and try to sell it. That would yeah. be a great lead-in, like, just the, right after that carnage unfolds, like, the wreckage that they roll up on. That would be a great start. That would be good. So there's a lot of speculation on who people expect or want to see in Ahsoka, meaning we already know Sabine Wren, uh, speculation about um, Ezra. Um, is this Ezra Bridger, is that his name? Well, Mace Windu's going to come back and finish off the family. <laughs> Is he? I thought you didn't like speculation. <laughs> I don't like speculation from people who may have looked at things or found things. That's all. Well, there, I mean, there is an image of a beat-up uh, Boba Fett, but I mean, no telling what that is, um, to be honest. Because there, some people... I also like this. Tomorrow Morrison... <laughs> They're showing pictures of, like, um, Bo-Katan and Fennec Shand uh, from their days in uh, in the Clone Wars and Rebels and how, you know, this is only 20 years later, and they aged appropriately. Although, oh my gosh, um, Ming-Nan Wei, what's, what's the actress name who plays uh, uh, Fennec Shand? That woman's in her 60s. <laughs> really? Yeah. She, she looks like she's, like, maybe 40-something, maybe? Um, it's, uh, wow. It's Pearl Cream, man. Pearl Cream. I guess so. But e- either way, uh, then they 58. point out, like, she's 58. Oh, I thought she was 60-something. So either way, she's almost 60 years old. I thought she was, like, almost 20 years younger than she, she is. That happened. So, yeah, easily. Um, she, uh, people are like, yeah, Tamora Morrison looks terrible. I mean, not in a bad way. Like, he looks like he's been through, been through it, you know? And then it's kind of cool. They're like, well, he's been on Tatooine. Same thing happened to Obi-Wan. Same thing happened to Lars and uh, Baru. Uh, yeah. Owen, Owen, Lars. Yep. Yeah, Owen and Baru. They both aged a lot in the 20 years. There's only um, a son. There's two sons. There's Yeah, they get twice as much. Uh, so I guess maybe <laughs> that's why Boba Fett looks so terrible. That and being partially digested by a Sarlacc will do it. What do, you, what do you think the SPF you need out of there is? Uh, <laughs> supposedly anything over, uh, 20 is, it doesn't mean anything. So there's no protection from the Tatooine sun that, uh, what, what if you get some of that boar gullet, uh, jail? Well, what I was going to say is people have been speculating on who's going to be in the Ahsoka series. My question is who's going to be in the Boba Fett series. Are we going to see Cad Bane? Do you remember, wasn't it, um, it was Cad Bane and a young Boba Fett had a shootout one time, a Western-style shootout. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like I said, Cad Bane's going to be a difficult character to cast from a human. Um, well, maybe they'll go outside humans and pick someone else. Yeah. (laughs) They can get that guy who was really creepy in, uh, Signs. 
who's walking across that birthday party. Remember? Yeah. Um, they could get the blue guy from um, uh, Star Trek Discovery. The guy, he's really tall and thin. And, and very uh, who is the actor people have been talking about um, should play Cad Bane? Uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. Uh, there's a name keeps coming up, and I'll never think of it, so I never should have brought it up. Um, dang it. Oh, well. <sighs> Y'all say the name. What was it? Um. Yeah. Um. Tom Hiddleston. Hiddle. Yeah. You think Tom Hiddleston? Huh. No, but I do think Doctor Strange. What's that guy's name? Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch would be a great Cad Bane. I don't know. I mean, he's not lanky enough. Yeah. He's he's definitely swanky enough. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, you show me a good cat bane. I guess y'all's argument is there isn't one. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Anyone else you want to see? I want to see cat bane. I want to see a live action cat bane. I'm saying it right now. Yeah, I mean yeah. they ha- they have the technology to make a cat bane. Exactly. I mean, it's freaking Star Wars. You know they could CGI exactly. it if they wanted to. Exactly. Don't you remember the mithril creature on <sighs> Mandalorian? What's that about? Ooh, what about the guy who plays uh, uh, Skinny Pete on um, <laughs> on Breaking Bad? Skinny Pete, the guy who was super skinny and was a meth dealer. I'm looking it up now. That guy, he looked it. I don't think the actor has. I don't know. Maybe he does have the ability. That's the only role I've ever seen him in. Um, yeah. Anyway, you don't have any. Uh, Oh, oh, I know. Uh, the guy from the, the Sons of Anarchy? He was Otis? like the, the cop. I don't know. I'm gonna Tom Hiddleston? No, he's like a character actor. Oh, the character actor. He does like... He's like the FBI guy, I think. Jeff Bridges. No. Tom Hanks. I'm looking it up. Yeah. All right. Have we beaten this horse to death? I feel like uh, Tim's yeah, checked out. So. Yeah. Tim's checked out. Papa Bear and I were still speculating on potential Boba Fett Cad Bane's. Ooh, Michael Orstein? Michael Orstein. I don't remember Wait, him. Wait, no, he might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's definitely not going to help us. Um, no, no, he's not dead. Michael okay, well, good for him. Um, so, well, my question stands, though, and I haven't heard an answer from Tim. Who would you like to see show up in, uh, or if anyone, in Boba Fett from the, you know, from the Star Wars universe? Um, well, there's this one Jedi who had this kind of cool, um, I would say almost like rad. Uh, yellow tattoos yellow on his tattoos. face. <laughs> He's already been live action. We don't need him anymore. Quinlan Voss. There it is. You want to see Quinlan Voss? Nah, I want to see like Bosk and like the other like bounty hunters. Yeah, Yeah, Bosk. Definitely use some Dengar. Yeah, Dengar. I don't know. They they've set the bar kind of high with Bosk now. Like Bosk was not any good in the movie, but when they 
put him in the comic books. They they made him really intense. They had to have to do a lot of work. To well, he's also in Clone Wars a lot. Well, they've had the other Trandoshans in the Mandalorian, so they have yeah, a, they've had uh, a lot of. They them. have makeup to work off of, where they're being physical. Yeah, you know, and they can just pull out that old uh, ah. jumpsuit, you know. But so Forlom and um, what's Forlom's partner's name? Zuckus. Um we have a canon ending for them in the comics, don't you we? Know, you know who I want to see? Who? I want to see uh, the pit of Carcoon, the Sarlacc. I mean, we got to see that guy. Oh, we got to see a Boba <laughs> Fett get his uh, vengeance on that thing. Yeah. My guess is whatever, however it is Boba Fett escapes is going to be at the cost of the Sarlacc's life. <laughs> I don't think so. the Sarlacc's going to survive. That's how it was in Legends. Um, but Zuckus and... Forlom, they die in the comic books, don't they? Yeah. That's a Tim question, because that was like the last... Wasn't that the last comic you and I covered on Four Score Comics? I don't think they died. I don't think they died in that that issue. He dropped one of them off of that thing and blew the other one up. Because they were messing with his ship. Boba Fett did. Yeah. I thought they died. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's canon, isn't it? Yeah. So we we don't. I would like to have seen them, but I guess not. Um, Ig eighty eight. I don't think his death is canon. You know, you know who I like for. And we loved Ig eleven, huh? But this seems this seems this Boba Fett seems like a Godfather kind of story. It does seem crime syndicate in outer space. I think I think (gasps) maybe we'll see Darth Maul, maybe, huh? They'd have to flashback, because we definitely know his ending. Yeah, but we don't know when this is taking place, do we? Well, it's after... It's after yeah. huh? Him taking the the Jabba throne, but I mean, if they're going to do the Sarlacc, then they are going to have to flashback. Yeah, they can have flashbacks. Yeah, but that's I mean, still after Obi-Wan dies. Yeah, it is. It is, but, um, but I mean, we don't know how many are... Maybe the whole show will be nothing but flashbacks. <laughs> no, yeah, my guess is that's not true. The only flashback they'll probably do would be Sarlacc. Um, huh. What about Omega? Is she going to show up? Yeah, it's going to be Tamar Morrison in a wig. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm here. What's Hello. Omega? <laughs> I am Omega. Huh? I, I read that on Reddit. <laughs> Remember when I used to hang out with Rika? I've never heard you pronounce her name that way. Omega? <laughs> Omega. Uh, now, it would be awesome if we saw Boba Fett and Omega meet, and she says, I am the Omega, and he says, I'm the Alpha. And then we got like a whole biblical thing going on. The Omega and the Alpha. Of course, it's supposed to be Alpha and Omega. Anyway. Do you think Boba was originally called Omega? I mean, Alpha? And then he just took the name Boba because of the T? <coughs> I, well, I think that he was given the name Boba by Django. Django. Alright, so one more question and then I'll let Tim go. And I'm serious because I know we've had this question before. I still don't feel like I know the answer. Is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Oh, I thought we were going to do a whole episode about this. Um, 
Uh, well, I meant next episode. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about. Uh, we do have an episode dedicated to Boba Fett. It's episode sixty of our certain point of view. Um, if you want to go back and listen to it, but we do plan in the weeks. You know, we got what three weeks, a little over three weeks until the premiere of Book of Boba Fett. So, what were our topics going to be, Tim? Um. Uh, I think we were planning on doing like kind of a two-part Mandalorian slash Boba Fett slash Django kind of thing. Yeah, talk about Django and and Boba and how they fit into the Mandalorian culture and a little bit more about the Mandalorian culture. Oh, and um, we just stuff that well, maybe bounty hunter culture in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, we could do the kind of underworld as it is at the time of the Mandalorian, at least as much as we know. Um, like the history of the underworld syndicates and all that. Because, I mean, they touch on that a little bit in The Force Awakens with Han Solo. Um, yeah. uh, con- tell that to Conja Club, right? Am I right? Am I right? Absolutely. Tell that yeah, to Conja Club, kids. Like Every time I hear Conja Club, I think Culture Club, and I'm like, no, what was the comic, 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 chameleon? Tell that to Culture Club. That's my joke. Is it? I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah. Well, tell it to Culture Club. Stole my joke. Tell that to Culture Club. Uh, well, now when I had oh it, I was talking to my daughter who was... I don't know, when did that movie come out? Six years ago? Six <laughs> years ago. So when she saw it, it was probably, I don't know, five years ago, five or six years ago. She was, oh. a, she was a kid, right? Somewhere in the five, six, seven, eight age range, whenever she saw the movie. Yeah. But I was... She was giving me a hard time about something that, I don't know, was cleaning her room or something. Oh, like, you need to do this yeah. now. And she turned right around. <laughs> she said, tell that to Kanja Club. I was like, yes. Yeah. I just and now she and needs like, to update it. Do whatever you want. That's right. Put you in your place. Now yeah. she needs to update it to tell that to Culture Club. All right. We should wrap. Um, what was it? There was one more thing I wanted. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about kind of the history of Boba Fett next time um, and how... You know, my play in. I think we we debated Papa Bear. See what you think. This is a Star Wars dedicated podcast, but do we want to talk about um, Spider Man No Way Home in the next couple of weeks? I'm yeah, I've got my tickets out. already. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll talk about that. We should probably talk about Hawkeye a little bit. I like yeah. it. That's all I'm going to say for tonight. I've watched the first two episodes. I like it a lot. Which I didn't expect to. Hawkeye is not a character I've ever been that interested in. Didn't dislike him. I just just didn't have much interest in him. Don't know anything about his origins. I never read comic books about Hawkeye or anything. But I watched the first two episodes and because I liked it. Like, I watched the first episode and I immediately was like, oh, I want to see what happens next. So, we'll talk about this stuff. So, anyway, I need we to wrap. Do, we might do a good bit of Hawkeye next week. Just saying. Let's do it. Have you watched it, Papa Bear? Hawkeye, yeah, I watched some Hawkeye, yeah. Um, initial feelings, good, bad. What do you think? Uh, the first episode. I mean, it's the first episode was kind of slow, so I understand why they released two episodes. Yeah, the sec- and the sec- after the second episode, I was like, okay, okay. Fine. I yeah, that's yeah. When the second episode ended, that's when I was like, well, I want to see when, the next episode. When does it come out on Fridays or Wednesdays? Tim. Um. We don't know. Is it a Wednesday? Or My daughter Friday? asked me today, and I'm like, I don't know, and I meant to look it up. Well, I thought it was, um, <clears throat> I think it's Fridays, but for some reason I had Sunday on my mind. It can't be Sunday, right? It seems Maybe. all their big releases are on Fridays, right? Fridays or Wednesdays. They do they do a lot of Wednesdays. 
I'd like to see a live-action Hondo Anaka. And now we're going to wrap it up. All right, because i got to go, and we, we're already an hour and a half into this podcast, which was going to be a short podcast. Um, all right, everybody, so tune in next week, and we'll ramble on some more. Um, but, we're, yeah, we're going to start talking about, uh, yeah, the Marvel a little bit and talk more about Boba Fett and things to come in the Star Wars universe. Uh, for now, though, my name is Jim, and this is – and I'm Jim. I'm Tim. And I'm Hondo I'm Anaka. Yes. Hondo yeah. Anaka. Oh, yes. The Jedi. Um, what is this bit? Republic credits are no good. Uh, what? What is this bit? This has oh. been oh. our yes. certain, point certain point of view. I have spoken. This is, this the, is way. the way. You break <clears> it, you buy it, don't touch it. You. Brush it twice. Always. And remember, kids, look twice before crossing the street. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Audio 1.